0: Welcome to AM Best Audio. Cyber liability is evolving quickly, and carriers, brokers, and even insurers are constantly on their toes to keep up with the latest threats. I'm John Weber for Best Review Magazine, and I'm speaking today to Tim Nunziata, Vice President and Head of Cyber Risk for Nationwide Management Liability and Specialty. Tim, so glad you could speak with us today.
1: Thank you, John. Great to be here. Appreciate the time. So,
0: Tim, how is underwriting evolving in the cyber insurance market?
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's it's a unique uh, product these days as it is, you know, relatively new compared to the other management liability and professional liability lines that we're seeing. And so we have been, you know, improving the underwriting process along the way. The biggest issue we have from an underwriting perspective historically has been gathering consistent submission information, being able to evaluate risks on consistent and thorough information. This was a combination of uh, this was driven by a combination of industry issues. Uh, buying habits were lagging historically. They were usually um, industry driven, driven by losses in retail and healthcare. So other industries weren't uh, necessarily up to speed on the information gathering necessary to procure a cyber insurance policy. And you know, there's also been a limited amount of claims activity uh, historically in this space. Now, obviously, it's accelerating and we're seeing increased trends across numerous uh, loss causalities. However, you know, there was limited claims data for years. So it was a challenge for us not only to identify all of the exposures, um, but to quantify some of the losses associated with those and then ultimately identify the appropriate protections, whether it's policies or procedures within an organization that was protecting them from, uh, you know, a potential cyber incident.
0: How do you manage aggregation risk in this increasingly interconnected
1: business world? And that's a challenge, and I think that's a challenge that we face across all products within the management professional liability space. I know that when cyber was initially rolled out into more of a mainstream product, there were certain gray areas, whether that was on social engineering, certain crime policies, product. Um, How do we manage that, uh, the, the ripple effect of a cyber incident across numerous lines of insurance? Early on, we were able to identify where those gray areas existed and take affirmative action, either explicitly including or excluding some of those coverages. As the product has evolved and more buyers have come online, We are starting to see additional aggregation concerns come up, and that is across certain industries or interconnected businesses through certain cloud providers or maybe managed service providers. So, you know, there's a few ways that we can go about this. One, you know, diversification of your insured portfolio is something that we focus on a lot. And that's not just from an industry perspective. That's size. That's geography. That's, um, you know, there there are many ways that we can um, diversify our offerings or or the the carriers that we or the insurers we are offering to, to minimize a potential systemic or um, industry-driven event. Language, you know, policy language is something that we are, you know, acutely focused on as well. How do we insulate ourselves from that unintended, you know, aggregation loss or systemic loss? Early on, I feel like insurers and you know brokers and even carriers felt like maybe providing the Broader coverage is more appropriate, as you know the, the products have become more sophisticated and our underwriting ability has uh, become more thorough. You know, we've we've really been able to limit some of that fallout through exclusionary language. Insureds are realizing that they are they want to buy insurance for their coverage and want to minimize some of that fallout. So historically, where they might want to provide you know some broad extensions for. Um, you know, potential contingent losses. We are able to insulate those exposures and dedicate those limits to the insure the intended insured. They don't want necessarily their their policy limits to be paying for losses elsewhere. So we'd rather you know provide maybe more uh, not restrictive language but uh, clarified language on what the intention of that coverage is. So it's it's really kind of threefold. Uh, you know identifying those exposures and trying to minimize our direct um, you know insurance of them, trying to underwrite to some of those interconnectivities and ultimately using you know language, you know, certain policy wording to clarify the intent uh, of the policy.
0: What resources and tools are out there for companies?
1: There's a whole whole slew of opportunities to work with um, you know improving and robust tools within the industry and there's a few areas that we focus on in particular. Internally, uh, you know, we have a, an underwriting uh, evaluation. We have an, uh, a risk evaluation system that enables us to evaluate uh, not only the individual portfolio or risk that we might be underwriting, but enables us to evaluate the aggregation exposure across our portfolio across certain industries. To again, kind of proactively identify areas of concern for systemic risk, and then lastly allows us to model. You know, certain cyber incidences, for instance, you know, our model runs ten thousand potential scenarios against an insured's risk profile, and that provides us with a exposure and severity score. And while these tools are, are certainly, you know, in their infancy, they are rapidly maturing, and that goes back almost to that submission information conversation earlier, where the lack of claims data, um, you know, made these models and tools more theoretical. Hypothetical. Over the last few years, as that claims activity has increased, we have been able to really refine the approach and not only you know, from a, a loss perspective, but also, you know, more importantly, a risk and you know exposure perspective. Um, so there's certainly tools from the underwriting side that can provide a consistent, if nothing else, benchmark on evaluation. For insureds uh, in the market, there's a, a number of tools, pre- and post-breach. Uh, opportunities to work with vendors and insurance companies and brokers to improve your risk profile. You know these are available off the shelf to insureds, but are also you know they partner with the insurance carriers to provide these services to the insured. I mean, we view an improved risk profile, you know, as a good thing. So we want our insureds to go out there. It, it kind of it's a win-win for everybody. I mean, we have a better insurance. We have a better risk profile to insure. The broker has a. Better risk to place, it's easier for them to place. And ultimately an improved risk profile will mean a, you know, maybe a cheaper policy, uh, you know, lower premium for the for the carrier. And these include a number of items, you know, from legal services to evaluate contracts to make sure vendor services and vendor relations are appropriate. There's uh, vulnerability testings that allow scans of systems, both internal and external, to identify both known vulnerabilities and potential issues uh, on one's network or systems. We have tabletop exercises or penetration testing, which allows the insured to run uh, a scenario based on a potential loss, and a, a, um, you know, a, a test. Uh, they, so this is, enables them to see how they would respond. You know, they've worked with their lawyers and their internal folks to build an incident response plan that's all well and good. What happens when it needs to be implemented, when you need to execute on it? So these tests are imperative because it not only tests the critical infrastructure to see how impactful some areas may be more than others or vice versa, but it really gives you a, a real world um, you know, uh, opportunity to test your response. And then ultimately, you know, if there is a, a, an incident, there are post-breach services and resources to sure up. Vulnerabilities to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, we are a proponent of the pre-breach services. Again, an improved risk profile for an insured makes everyone's life easier. And we understand the challenges in this market. You know, the bad actors are sophisticated and are evolving as quickly as the insurance carriers are. And so, it, it's important for the insureds to understand that this isn't just an annual policy. This is something that we need to be monitoring throughout the year to make sure that when that policy renewal comes up or when those resources are available, we are appropriately taking advantage of the benefits they can provide.
0: Why is pre-breach preparation so important?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, we hear oftentimes in the market, um, you know, when some of these vendors or, or, or folks want to scare you, I know it's it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And everyone thinks their system is buttoned up until it's too late. And the cost associated with the pre-breach resources is a drop in the bucket relative to the cost, uh, both reputationally and financially, that would impact an organization if there was a breach. Again, the bad actors are sophisticated and evolving. When we talk about vulnerabilities from three or four years ago versus today, they're different, right? And, And oftentimes, you know, the majority of folks or the public is made aware of them when there is an incident but we are able to identify certain areas where we can shore up networks or systems, you know, regardless of a known vulnerability or just an, an anticipated concern. And so these, you know, it, it's about being prepared. If that cyber incident occurs, we need to, fl- you need to be able to flip that switch because the first 48 hours are imperative. We need to make sure that you have not only, you know, a familiarity with what this you know, the next couple weeks may look like or a couple of days may look like based on some of these penetration testings and exposure there. But there needs to be a streamlined series of individuals and resources that are immediately implemented in the restoration process. Whether it's your legal services or breach coach, forensics, public relations, you know, there are a lot of moving pieces in that initial breach, breach response. And having all of those ducks in a row is important because if you start to build that up or look to shore that up post-breach, by the time you figure out what's going on, it's going to be too late. That
0: was Tim Nunziata, Vice President, Head of Cyber Risk, Nationwide Management, Liability, and Specialty. And I'm John Weber for Best Review Magazine. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that.